Today is Friday, December 11th. The title for our devotional is Be There. John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yesterday we saw that Jesus wasn't afraid to go there, both conversationally and locationally, in spite of cultural taboos. His stated purpose was to call sinners to his kingdom and to seek and save the lost. To accomplish this purpose, he had to go where they were. Now the beauty of the incarnation in Jesus' ministry is that he didn't just pop in for a quick visit. He came and dwelt among us. He pitched his tent here. The tent, or the tabernacle, implies both a combination of transience and permanence. Jesus, as God incarnate, lived among us for 33 years. He ate and drank with his disciples. He went to weddings. He developed friendships. He had family. He wept at the death of his friend. He did all the things that are typical of the human experience in community. It was in the dwelling among us that he discipled his followers. Many of the most memorable teaching moments of his life and ministry were found in the most common of daily occurrences. Think of his healing a blind beggar, his teaching on the poor widow's giving, his breaking up the dispute between the sons of Zebedee and the other disciples, his escapes for prayer. All of these were in the normal rhythms of life. These moments happened because he was there with the disciples, and the disciples were simply there with him. I love John's description before Jesus heals the blind man in John chapter 9. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. I love that, as he went along. It is because of Jesus being with them that John can write at the beginning of his first epistle in 1 John 1.1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. John can say those things that he has seen with his eyes, heard with his ears, his hands have touched. Jesus was an incarnate person living with him. And his testimony includes the things that he has seen touched, and hurt. So don't ever underestimate the power of simply being there. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room to teach others. But you must be there. You don't have to know exactly what to say or how to fix someone's situation in order to be a blessing to them. But you must be there. For additional content today, I'd like you to a quote from Alan Hirsch, which he posted on his Facebook account. Alan Hirsch is one of the leading voices in the missional movement today. In this quote, he was asked to define incarnational and what he means by it. He writes, I use the word to describe that mode of missionary engagement that takes its cue from the doctrine of the incarnation of God in Christ. It's missional, if missional refers to our sentness as believers or as the church, and incarnational shapes the way we should engage in that mission. God came into the world in an act of profound identification, not only with humanity as a whole, but with a particular group of people. That he was in the neighborhood for 30 years and no one noticed. 
says a lot about God and how he engages the human situation. The incarnation thus shows us that God speaks from within a particular culture in ways that people can grasp, understand, and respond. The incarnation gives us the primary biblical model of engagement. This is how God does it, and we who follow his way should take a similar path. Incarnational mission requires that we contextualize the gospel in ways that honor the particular culture and existential situations of various peoples without compromising on the mission itself. If missional means going out, being sent, into the world, then incarnational means going deep down into a culture. In my various writings, particularly The Forgotten Ways and Untamed, I suggest that we can think of it around what I call the six Ps, all of which follow the model of God in Christ. Presence. That is the act of identifying with a people group, being present to them. Proximity. Going where they go, being in their spaces, so to speak. Provenience. Powerlessness. Pathos and proclamation. thought that quote was really helpful for articulating and defining what we're talking about when we mean missional and incarnational. For reflection time today, I want you to think about where are you, quote, putting down roots? Where do you tend to hang out? Who are you investing in, in those locations? What advantages and disadvantages does your current location of living present for accomplishing the mission of Jesus? What can you do to live in those advantages? What changes do you need to make to minimize the disadvantages? so that you can accomplish the mission that Jesus has called you to.